Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Much has been made in other states about standardized testing and graduation requirements, as has been made here in Indiana. Education officials in Ohio have come up with a unique way to make sure every high school student in that state can meet graduation requirements, and it's fairly simple. Under the old system, the law required Ohio high school students to be proficient in math and English in order to get their diploma. But now they've removed the word proficient and changed it to competent. That means you just need to know enough to do the most basic work. In other words, they've lowered the standards so everyone can meet them, get their worthless diploma, and get on with their useless lives. Get out of high school and go do something. (laughs) Don't really need a guidance counselor in that school, do you? I mean, no. we just kind of shuffle you through anyway. Well, welcome one and all to the Morning Road Show. And if you want to hear this program Mm -hmm. in English... Please press 1. To hear it in gibberish, don't do anything. Don't. Just sit there where you are. The gibberish will follow. It's already started. It's already kind of started, yes. Cliff. Yes? I want you to tell me the truth now. Okay, what's that? Would it look better if I tuck the cape inside my shoes, or should I just let it free flow? I want to look good up here. A cape I got on here. Is that what that is? Yes, yes. Should I tuck it in my shoes? Well, I guess my thought is, will you be able to walk with it tucked in your shoes? That's a good point. I mean, safety first. So if you trip and fall on your cape, (laughs) you probably need to, you know, consider how you're wearing it. I'm a little touched, Cliff, that you're concerned about my well, safety. I didn't say I was... You just asked me what I thought. I didn't say I was concerned. Oh, well, of course not. I'm just not. pointing out, you know, facts and figures. I'm a numbers man, so. Yeah, well, that's true. So yeah. I'll leave it untucked. Untucked. While we're continuing this program. What's happening at 7? <laughs> and I have to sit here and look at that. I know. <laughs> and why did you pick that color? Uh, well... <laughs> it's my most hated color. Oh, it is. So, uh, yeah, I right. thought I'd bring yeah. it in today. Uh-huh. You know, you may hate the color, Cliff, but you don't realize how hard it is to find a cape in this color (laughs) with an embroidered llama right on the bottom. What's that for? Uh, Well, it's a little thing I've got going (laughs) on. We, the world of community theater, is decidedly low budget. On Broadway, or even in an off-Broadway show, there's costume designers and people who sew up what's needed or scour shops and stores looking for just the right costumes and props to complete the character. In small-town community theater, such costumes come from possibly the actor's closets or a storeroom of things they've compiled over the years, or they're donated after the show's director puts out a social media post asking for volunteers to make donations. And such was the case for a show now under production in Pearland, Texas. When the script suggested fishnet tights, leather bras with pointy cups, and perhaps a few whips, chains, and handcuffs to complete the look... Director Linda D'Ambra asked for donations, and soon enough, large numbers of those types of garments began to turn up at the theater in plain brown paper bags. 
especially interesting considering the production being held in a retirement community and everyone living there is about 70 years old. <laughs> By the way, the title of the play, Nana's Naughty Knickers. <laughs> well, that just goes to show you, Cliff. What's that? Nothing good ever comes in a plain brown bag. <laughs> well, Cliff, DNA test, they think now, could yeah. someday reveal the optimal diet just for your body. Really? That's right. So they take like a DNA sample and they use the data in your DNA to figure out what exactly you should be eating for maximum health. That's exactly right. Okay. You know, now they have the pyramid thing, you know, and the different groups of food and oh, all yeah. that. They're going to yeah. zero that down. Oh, they are? Just for you. And I'm okay. going to be so disappointed yeah. if fruits and vegetables are actually anywhere in my DNA. Yeah. I am going to be mad about that, Cliff, because <laughs> I don't want any of that. <laughs> If I got the results <laughs> back. And it says, you need to eat apples, oranges, and bananas, and maybe some asparagus. I'm going to say, this is a made-up <laughs> report. Someone's been tampering with my DNA evidence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's possibly, Cliff, the uh, best number I've ever had in my life. Number? Yes. We're talking about number. 812-682-0520. Oh, well, that's our text line. That thing is better than my phone number. <laughs> well, I'm certain, you know, given your popularity, well, that you get a lot more action on our text line than you do on your own personal private cell phone. I get a bunch of action on this text line. <laughs> and the things that we get asked, Yeah. like the text that came in a few minutes ago. And what was? Which one was that one? The one that said... Weed, have you noticed the smell of skunk more often in the morning? Now, that is not usual conversation, Cliff, but I have noticed the smell yeah. of skunk more in the morning. In the last, oh, probably two, two and a half weeks. Yeah. And I replied back that I had smelled the skunk more, and how yes. did they know this? And, and I have as well, yes. Yes. And yes. the reply is, because right now, mm -hmm. it's skunk mating season. <laughs> No, I didn't know that until this morning, Cliff. You, you didn't know it was skunk mating season? No, it's not something I write on my calendar or anything. <laughs> it was or, the beginning of skunk mating season. Yes, I don't have yes. a tree in my house for skunks, you know, yeah. I decorate or anything like that. <laughs> but I thought that was pretty awesome that, you know, yeah. this person would take the time to let me to know. To let you know that it's now skunk mating season. And now the question in my head I yeah. can't get out of there is, mm -hmm. do they produce their smell yeah. right before the mating <laughs> kind of as a an like, introduction yeah an I'm introduction here. or you know that part of the courting ritual yes here, here smell this <laughs> and she goes oh my that's the best smell i've oh, ever yeah. smelled in my life let's let's get busy yes <laughs> or does it come after is it kind of a uh, celebratory squirt <laughs> <laughs> well if you know <laughs> yeah if you know the answer to that <laughs> send us a text we're, we're really curious now about skunks Yesterday afternoon, mm -hmm. kind of bored at home. Yeah. Rainy day, nothing to do outside you could actually do. And yeah. I'm flipping through the TV and just landed upon one of those um, entertainment TV shows where they talk about celebrities all the time, oh, which is yeah. a program I can't stand myself. Yeah, I'm really not into that at all. But uh, yeah. there they had a picture of Al Pacino. And I don't even know what they were talking about him. I don't know if he's got a new movie coming out or what, but there he was. <laughs> Al Pacino. Yes. Okay. And he just flashed his face up on the screen. And okay. I thought, he looks like something yeah. you would pull out of your shower drain with the way his hair and stuff <laughs> is. It, it's like, who brushes that for you? <laughs> Nobody. 
What kind of a perm is that? You know, whatever. Weed with the outbreak of the coronavirus, some folks in the international sporting community are wondering what's going to happen to the upcoming Summer Olympics in Tokyo. They're scheduled to begin July 24th, and that means a decision has to be made on their fate soon because TV networks and other media will soon be on-site building sets and setting up gear, not to mention all the food, security, and volunteer personnel and everything else needed. The decision whether or not to conduct the Games falls to the International Olympic Committee, including its longest-standing member, Dick Pound. In a recent interview with the Associated Press, Dick Pound says organizers need to think long and hard about whether or not they can safely pull off the event or if it'll have to be canceled. Being a former professional swimmer, it's clear Dick Pound isn't trying to shaft the Tokyo Olympics. He's merely erecting genuine concerns over the safety of all the athletes and those attending. You know what I think, Cliff, the biggest concern What's of that? the International Olympic Committee is? What's that? I think they're really afraid. Yeah. That the coronavirus yeah. could infect a bribe. <laughs> they would take home some tainted bribe money. Yes, I think, I think that's what they're really yeah, concerned about. I think about. you're probably right. I did not know, Cliff, yeah. that there were this many cheeses in the world. I had no clue of this. You mean I like am, the actual numbers of different varieties of cheese? Yes, I am cheese stupid. <laughs> Okay. Because I read this morning, yeah. there's a pizza parlor over in France, yeah. and they broke the Guinness World Record. Okay. They made a pizza that contained 257 different <laughs> types of cheese on one pizza. Really? 257. <laughs> Did you know there was that much cheese? I didn't know there were that many different varieties. Wow. That's interesting. That's a cheesy hmm. pizza right there. Oh, you're absolutely right. And did, did it say how big that was? The it pizza did not was? say in the I mean, because I'd be clip. curious. I would be too. So when I was a kid, um, Sandy's Pizza set up a massive oven, like at Tri-State Speedway, and they made like the world's largest pizza. So I was curious how, how many big that pizza would have been with all those different cheeses on it. Man, how expensive that would be. I'm totally sure, yeah. cheese isn't cheap. No, you're absolutely right. Even the cheap cheese. The fake <laughs> it's not, cheese. It's not cheap. No. I guess my question also is, um, you know, once that pizza was done. <laughs> yeah, I know. What they used to cut the cheese yeah, pizza. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You knew it was coming. Well, I was, when you started, you knew it was going to happen. I was hoping that it wouldn't. <laughs> There's only one thing, Cliff. What's that? There's only one thing cheesier than this cheese pizza. What's that? That's the Hallmark Channel. Or take it to the bank this morning. Yeah. I'm not saying that we're doing God's work this morning wait, wait, take wait. it to the bank. Oh, I'm not saying that. No, it's a good thing you're not because if you were saying it was God's work... I'm going to stand over here so the lightning doesn't hurt me when it strikes you. I'm not saying that we're quite there, but we're pretty close, I believe, on today's Take It to the Bank. So what's the topic then? Well, I think it's something that all of our wonderful listeners have asked many times in their life. Okay. Are beer goggles actually true? <laughs> is there such a thing as beer goggles? Beer goggles. Yes. Evidence is in, Cliff. The yeah. studies have been done, and yeah. we'll have the answer for you yeah. when we take it to the bank. You know, I um, I think if take it to the bank was actually God's work, 
he'd really want it to be more entertaining than it actually is. Well, I think he takes <laughs> off on Wednesdays. Oh, so you can slack too. Then. You can when? slack on Wednesdays. Okay. I don't know that. That's a rumor out here. Well, it's Ash Wednesday, so not today. It's what? Ash Wednesday. Oh, sure. I thought you said something else. <laughs> no. Here's Miranda. <laughs> it's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay, so before you get started, are you going to do Take It to the Bank straight up and get right into it? Or are you planning on some more blasphemy before you start in? I'm not blasting anything, <laughs> no, Cliff, no, no, no. or anybody. Unless you're having chili. Unless I'm having chili, yes. <laughs> well, most of us, if not all of us, have heard the phrase, yeah. Hattie's beer goggles on. Yes. In fact, there's like a country song about that, is there not? That's right. Yes. Billy's got his beer goggles yeah. on. Now, yeah. you may have even blamed, and I'm going to try to put this delicately, let's yeah. say maybe you've blamed some of your controversial personal decisions <laughs> on wearing Beer, beer goggles. goggles. Okay. And a new study has found out that beer goggles yeah. really do exist. Really? But maybe not how you and I think they exist. Okay. You see, drinking doesn't really lower your standards. Doesn't? No. Okay. It just keeps you from being as judgmental <laughs> as when you are when you're sober. That's what they found judgmental. out. Judgmental. Yes. <laughs> you're well, thinking it, aren't you? What's that? <laughs> that? That it's... That's the way for us to produce a better program is to pass out beer to the listeners so they're not nearly as judgmental. That's right. <laughs> They'll think everything's good. But the research is out. They monitor people yeah. at Bars Cliff, and they found yeah. that sober people, I think this to be true, yes. get distracted by attractive faces. If you're sober. Yes. <laughs> okay. But drunk people yeah. get distracted by all the faces. <laughs> So it's possible when you've been drinking, yeah. you'll give attention to somebody you might not have given attention to when you're sober because <laughs> you're distracted by Everybody. all the faces. Yeah. Yes. And all of that you can take to the bank. Just don't take it to church. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. You know what I think would be a pretty cute little um, April Fool's joke, Cliff? What's that? Now, it wouldn't be very cute if I was, you know, boarding the plane. <laughs> if you were the victim of the said joke <laughs> yes. on April Fool's Day? Yeah. But if you were a flight attendant yeah. on April Fool's Day, if you uh, strapped on a parachute <laughs> and greeted everyone as so they got on the, the plane. The passengers are boarding the plane, and you're standing there saying, welcome aboard, enjoy your flight, take your seat. You're wearing a parachute. <laughs> yes. You have nothing to worry about. Everything is fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> you have to say April Fool's at some point, though. When you land. Oh, okay. When you land. <laughs> Besides, wanting all of our wonderful listeners to be drinking while they're listening to this program, was anything yes. else said this morning? Phrases of the day, start with number three. The beginning of skunk mating season. Number two, leather bras with pointy cups. <laughs> number one, morning roadshow phrase for today. The celebratory squirt. <laughs> what does the skunk do after mating? The celebratory squirt. Well, we never did find out for <laughs> no, sure what no they do. No, no one actually said that. So I was hoping somebody would text in that, you know, was up to date on skunks. <laughs> who, who knew these habits of the North American woodland skunk? Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yule Gibbons. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.